Quickly, I don't even know where to go here. It's just all so crazy. Let's let's have a little comedic relief here. This is the great comedian J.P. Sears properly using comedy to explain just how ludicrous the current Democrat policy is dealing with law enforcement and illegal immigration. Uh, illegal immigrants are above the law, and the U.S. taxpayer are the criminals. And so here's Awaken with JP with a comedic bit about how Democrats approach law enforcement and illegal immigration in clip 10. Oh, my God, that man is attacking a woman. Yeah, he sure is. Are you going to do something? Well, you see, that there man pummeling that woman in the face, very viciously, I might add, he is an illegal alien, and she is a citizen of New York. And you see, Mayor Adams has made it a crime for us to stop crime that's being perpetrated on citizens of New York by people who are illegally here. Sanctuary city kind of thing. He's beating her to a pulp. You're the police. Do something. Oh, right. Excuse me, sir. I have a debit card worth $10,000 for you, funded with taxpayer money. Oh, and uh, because I'm not checking your ID, because that would be illegal here in New York, you can just go get another one in about an hour or so. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's nice to see them beating up a woman for a change. Usually they're attacking us police officers. So J.P. Sears uh, using comedy to exhibit a major issue we have. But that's what it is. Just ask the citizens of New York. But again, I, I go back to the clip where the mayor in Athens is getting heckled and protested by the locals. Everybody gets it now, folks. Everybody gets it now. They're seeing their recreation centers being given to illegal immigrants. They're seeing their schools being given to illegal immigrants. They're seeing the hotels being given to illegal immigrants. Their pockets are lighter. Their bank accounts are lighter. And they say, well, wait a second. What about us? And they know it's the Democrats. They can try to hide it as much as possible. I, I've got so much more on this. The so, so now all the illegal immigrants are coming into California. And they're turning the airport there into an illegal immigrant station. That, that'll be temporary. And then they'll build illegal immigrant centers all over San Diego, all over California. And, and so then maybe the people in California will, will suffer the, the same realization that people in Texas and other areas... Uh, I mean, he, here's just a look at one of the migrant shelters in San Diego in clip two. Jim Desmond telling News Nation that since Friday, over 2,000 migrants have been street released into the community. Predominantly, single men have been released by border oh. patrol agents, and it was a center of much debate during a border supervisors meeting on Tuesday. Officials deciding to approve a plan to develop a long-term migrant transfer site and to secure federal funding for it. Now, despite the most passage, Supervisor Desmond is disappointed in that vote. This federally funded long-term shelter here is just being complicit with the federal government and the current mess and the fact that they're not upholding the current laws. They're making this mess. 
I do not want to be complicit in a system, in a, in a symptom of a failed and broken system. That needs to be fixed first. And it's just not the border town of San Diego that's now being impacted with this financial burden. El Paso is also set to run out of funds to address that migrant surge. But later today, Mark, here at this transit center, we're expected to see just another drop off of hundreds of migrants released into the community, essentially with nowhere to go. There's no design facility to assist their transportation. That's what county officials are trying to solve as soon as they can. Jorge Ventura, so this is what's going to happen, folks. It's going to get worse, but the political reckoning is 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 going to boomerang. There, there's going to be hundreds of people killed by illegal immigrants this year, probably dozens, if not hundreds, of women raped, uh, and they're just going to pour in by the millions. And we're all going to witness it. That's what our leaders do. They're traitors to the country, just like they are in Canada. Ezra Levant will explain that when we come back. We have products that will change your life that are amazing. I want to sell you products that really work so you want them again. But if you don't support us, we won't be here. Plus, you really need Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 95% curcuminoid. The strongest other top brands are 75, 80%. Nobody makes it 95. We went to the top, one of the top makers. We said, we want the strongest you can make. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 40% off, InfoWarsStore.com. We have Nitric Boost. 40% off. We've been selling nitric boost for a couple years. Never had it below 25 because there was hardly any profit there. We went to a place that gives us stuff just as good or even better. It's where we're getting it from. And it's 40% off passing the savings on to you. Nitric boost. You need to experience it. You need to take it. So InfoWarsStore.com for nitric boost. And so many other great products as well like TurboForce, 10-hour clean energy back in stock. InfoWarsStore.com, TurboForce. The tip of the spear. It is the Alex Jones Show with Owen Troyer. If you take life, do you know what you Ezra Levant is not just a groundbreaker in the Canadian media. He's also an extremely concerned citizen. And he joins me now for the hour to talk about what Justin Trudeau is doing to censor Canadians' speech. And, and Ezra, I, I guess I would start this by saying when Justin Trudeau comes out and talks about the rise of authoritarianism and anti-democratic activities, does he not see the irony in these statements when he makes them to the public? Surely the Canadian people do. Yeah, I mean, he... He is a gaslighter extraordinaire. I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase DARVO. It's a psychological term. It's a, a deny. Uh, and then it's it's used uh, sometimes, for example, to talk about uh, psychological abuse. I want to make sure I get the, the exact acronym. Deny, attack, and reverse victim and offender. That's DARVO. So that's a kind of psychological manipulation. So Justin Trudeau, who wore blackface... In, t in three different decades of his life, when he was a teen, when he was in his 20s, when he was 30s, he wore blackface so many times he couldn't keep track. When he calls you the racist, he does the Darvo, deny, attack, and reverse victim and offender. He sexually assaulted a young woman named Rose Knight, if, but he'll call you the sexist. So 
the the key to understanding Trudeau is as a psychological manipulator. He'll use the language of civil liberties while declaring martial law on his own people, which is what he did when the trucker convoy came to Ottawa. That martial law uh, called the Emergencies Act was never even used during 9-11, but Trudeau inflicted it on peaceful protesters who were embarrassing him. You have to understand what a sociopath Trudeau is to understand what we're about to go through here. And I gotta tell you, Owen, Alex Jones is the master of these stories, but you actually have suffered personally the fate that many Canadians will suffer if this new censorship bill passes. Your experience recently, the January 6th experience, will be codified into law in Canada if this bill passes. Frankly, you're the one person in, in America who I think will understand the threat and the gravity here. And I'd, I'd like to take you through it, if I may. You might find it, or I think other people might find it hard to believe, but I think you'll know what I'm talking about is the real threat and it's imminent. Well, and here's what people need to understand. I am just a test case, if you will. I am just a precedent-setting case, if you will. But but even in my case, th my case will be like... My case will be like nothing compared to what it's going to be like in a decade, let alone 50 years, uh, a, a jail sentence, you know, going through all the, the legal issues, dealing with probation. That, that'll be like a slap on the wrist. Soon it'll be your 10 year sentence will be the minimum for engaging in a speech well, crime. Yeah. Well, you know what? This new bill called C-63 was introduced by Trudeau this week. It's about 100 pages long, and there are probably 10 different nuclear bombs in there in regards to civil liberties. And I'd love just to dig into them. And I think, like I say, you'll probably believe me, but your viewers might say, that can't be. You know Scott Adams, the, the great uh, critical thinker and skeptic, he reviewed C-63, and he tweeted just a few hours ago, he said, this can't be right. Something's got to be off here. He says, I've seen the primary documents, I've seen the source documents, but I just can't believe this is happening because he has not been through the looking glass like you have. I went through a version of this about uh, 15 years ago when I published the Danish cartoons of Mohammed and I was investigated for 900 days by something called the Human Rights Commission. And so I was through a, sort of a beta test of this. But let me tell you what the real deal is. Are you ready? Should I just start going through the law? Yeah, let's go through this because it's important that people understand as well. Like you're saying, when Scott Adams reads through this, he's, he says, what? I don't even believe this. And, and, and you mentioned my case. Same thing happened. When people read my hearing sentencing documents, they said, wait a second. You're being imprisoned for chanting USA? You're being imprisoned yeah. for chanting 1776? Yes, quite literally. It's in their own documents. So that's how shocking this is. Ezra Levant, Rebel News Media, lay into these shocking, disturbing, almost impossible to believe uh, laws that Justin Trudeau wants to put on the books. Sure. Well, I'm just going to start going because there's about 10 things I want to share with you. So I won't linger too long on any one of them. But Owen, if there's anything you want to ask me about to explain, you just... Uh, you just interrupt me and let me know. Um, the first thing you need to know is that hate 
is obviously a human emotion. We all know that. We Sometimes we feel love, sometimes we feel hate, sometimes we feel contempt, sometimes we feel respect. That's a normal human personality. And you can no more ban hate than you could pass the love each other act to command us all to love each other. It's just part of human nature. And what we do as grown-ups is we try and control our hatred and transform it into positive energy to affect change, to, to campaign for a better world, whatever. You cannot eradicate hate from the human heart. But what I get, I guess the essence of this Bill C-63 is it turns that feeling into a crime. It's not even a thought crime, Owen. It's a feelings crime. And, and let me just tell you, uh, I, I think the building block of all this is that this law says it is now a crime. It is a form of discrimination to express hate on the internet. Actually, it's not even that blunt. If you say anything, even if it's true, Owen, even if it's reporting the news, Owen, that causes another person to make it, quote, likely to feel, to detest or vilify someone. So if you say something like you were just talking about, um, you were playing a clip about illegal immigrants committing crimes. So that little video clip you showed about five minutes ago, that was not hateful, but if, I don't think, it was humorous, but if that was likely to expose a person to hatred or contempt, likely to cause someone to have hard feelings about someone else based on certain protected characteristics, that would be a hate crime. So let's say you you did a political commentary or a humorous sketch or you just read the news and that caused someone to have hard feelings, that's a crime. Even if they don't act on it, even if it didn't actually happen because the key word in the law is likely to likely to expose a person to detestation, likely to, it's a future crime, it's a pre-crime. So now that you know that, let me go through it. Well, and, and also, let's just, let's just say it, let's just lay it out. What you're saying is this bill would make that illegal. This bill would make that comedy sketch that we played illegal. And the obvious question here would be, well, who decides what hate is? Well, we obviously have it figured out. It's them. They decide what hate is, and it's going to be whatever works for their political agenda. Well, remember what Lavrenti Beria, the early secret police capo under Stalin said. You remember what he said? He said, show me the man and I'll find you the crime. What does that mean? That means there are so many laws that are so vague and so open to political manipulation that we, everyone is guilty already. They just need to be charged. So the likely to expose a person to hate is so vague and it doesn't have to be proven. It doesn't have to actually expose a person to hate. It's just a could be, maybe, in the it's a future tense crime. I saw you were playing a clip there from Minority Report. That's exactly what it is. So take uh, my fellow Canadian, Jordan Peterson. He talks about transgenderism. He talks about other things in a really deep way, and it gets people riled up. He posts a lot on social media. So any post he's ever made, new or anything that's still online that he has control over, could be the subject of a complaint. And one of the ways people can complain is to a political quasi-judicial tribunal, not real judges. It's run by activists. It's called the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal. Anyone in the country can complain. Actually, they don't even have to be a citizen. 
anyone can complain to the Human Rights Commission. They don't have to hire a lawyer. They just have to file a complaint. It would be as easy as making a YouTube comment or a Twitter comment. But they do it instead of just shouting in Twitter, they file it with the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal. The Canadian Human Rights Tribunal has a hearing. And if Jordan Peterson wins, he still had to hire a lawyer and waste his time. But if he loses, which he would, because he publishes things likely to expose a person to hatred or contempt, he has to pay the complainant 20,000 bucks per complaint, and he has to pay a fine to the government of 50,000 bucks. And these are unlimited. You could have hundreds, you could have thousands, you could have every single tweet he's ever done, every single video he's ever done, theoretically could be found against him and the crazy part, this is where we're into the star chamber stuff. The identity of the complainant can be kept secret. So you don't know who's complained oh, wow. against you. You don't know who has furnished the evidence against you. It could be someone with a grudge. It could be an ex-employee. It could be an ex-wife or ex-girlfriend. It could be a rival. It could be a lawyer. It could be anyone. You don't have the right to know the identity of your accuser. And like I say... There is, you don't even have to be a victim. You don't have to be involved at all. Because remember what the offense is. Not that you actually harmed someone. Not that you actually, you know, punched someone or stole. Not, nothing measurable. Just likely to expose a person to feelings. So there is, these are literally victimless non-crimes. But as long as you can prove to this hunter-killer human rights tribunal that it was likely to cause hard feelings... You've got yourself 20,000 bucks. So what you've done is you've mobilized every single online complainer who says, I hate InfoWars or I hate Rebel News or I hate Jordan Peterson. Now they don't just bitch online. Now they can complain to a government agency which can summon Jordan Peterson, put him through the process and tag him 20 grand a pop. It's actually weaponizing the judiciary in a manner like Donald Trump's a spectacular case. Absolutely spectacular, huge prosecutions by attorneys general. This is in some ways worse because it conscripts an entire troll army of woke leftists yeah. to stop tweeting for free and, then, and start writing to the Human Rights Tribunal and say, hey, that video by Jordan Peterson was likely to cause hate towards me or towards someone. Have a, have a hearing. This will be unlimited and endless. And what I've just described is the lightest touch because this law also deals with the criminal code in Canada and it contains a new standalone hate crime punishable by life in prison. I should tell you, Canada is so liberal, no one spends life in prison. No one does. But for hate crimes, this new bill creates a life in prison sentence for hate criminals. That's a fact. That's right. 63. I want you to go into the weeds of this bill. This is so Ornwellian, you almost, again, you, you, you almost can't even believe it, folks, but he's about to get into the bill. But, you know, here's what's crazy. The, the two things I'll say, and then I want you to just lay into all of this. When, when individual, if you saw the stories out there that said, Alex Jones owes Sandy Hook families trillions of dollars or whatever, and you said, well, wait, how is that possible? That's the same precedent that they used to reach that conclusion. They said, okay, well, if, if Jones owes, I, I don't know, it was like $4.5 million for this false statement, they said, okay, well now every tweet or every statement he's ever made 
times 4.5 million. And so that's 3.6 trillion. And so that's how they reached yeah. that ludicrous number. It was the same precedent. Yeah. But imagine, again, it's like, where is the logical conclusion in any of this? So basically what this bill would say, and Ezra Levant, my guest, is about to get into the weeds of this. If I go on air, and, and let's say there's there's somebody down the street here, and they and they are engaged in some of the most heinous crimes. They rape and kill an infant. Well, if I go on air and I say, X and, X and so down the street rape and kill an infant, well, is that not in violation of this bill? Would that not might cause somebody to hate or be upset at an individual because they raped and killed an in infant? I, I mean, that that's how insane this is. So this is completely shattering not just free speech. This is just shattering thought and speech. So Ezra, get into now the weeds of this. Sure, and, and I'd go further. It's, fee it's a feelings crime. And by the way, let me just talk for one more minute about the feeling called hate. We don't like to be hateful. We don't like to see hate in others. It's sort of an ugly emotion. But if you ask people why they hate something, they usually, if they're telling the truth, say there's an underlying grievance of some sort. They're angry about something. They feel something was done wrong. So if you want to deal with hate, deal with the underlying grievance. Simply telling someone who has hard feelings you're not allowed to feel that way, that's not going to make them change their mind. Like I say, you can't force someone to love each other. But frankly, speech is a safety valve. People can blow off steam with free speech because I, I tell you there's a correlation between countries where you're allowed to blow off steam with the First Amendment and, and peace versus countries where you're not allowed peaceful criticism of the world. And so people result, resort to violence. But let me I talked about this human rights tribunal that's basically putting a $20,000 bounty on each complaint that you can bring before them, and it gives people secrecy to make the complaints. That's insane, and I think that's how they're going to go after conservatives like me or Jordan Peterson. But let me tell you something even darker, and I think this is going to give, give you some January 6th vibes you know what a restraining order is. They, they, they're often used in a domestic dispute. Let's say, God forbid, a man is beating his wife. She can go to court and get a restraining order, which is basically an order that he's not allowed to come within a certain number of feet of her, not allowed to call her, et cetera. At the end of the day, it's a piece of paper. It can't stop a fist, but it's, it's basically a warning. Stay away. We use restraining orders when there's a case like I've just described, domestic violence. But this... C-63 creates a restraining order against what? Against fists? Against violence? No. Against hate speech. So if someone out there, you think he might engage in hate speech in the future, he hasn't done so yet, you can go to a judge... And, and I see your, your producer there had C-63 in the background. Search for the phrase fear of hate, and you'll, you'll pull it up if you want to show this. Because, again, this is the part that Scott Adams probably wouldn't believe. And I want to show you in the primary document. They are adding a crime to the Canadian Criminal Code called fear of hate. Fear of hate propaganda offense or hate crime. And I'm just going to read it to you because it's very short. The new section 810.0121 of our criminal code will now read, if this bill passes, a person may, with the attorney general's consent, lay an information before a provincial court judge if the person fears, on reasonable grounds, 
that another person will commit an offense under Section 318 or 319. And, and, I, and those are the, the hate speech provisions. What does this mean? If you're afraid that someone's going to say something bad, they haven't done it yet. They have not done it yet. But if you have a fear that someone's going to engage in hate speech or hate propaganda, you can go to a judge and then scroll down a tiny bit there. The provincial court judge may cause the parties to appear. And then look at part three. Yeah, you've got it on the screen there. Perfect. Great work. Thanks, guys. I want it because you're not going to believe me if you didn't see this with your own eyes. If the provincial court judge before whom the parties appear is satisfied the, by the evidence adduced that the informant has reasonable grounds for the fear, the judge may order that the defendant enter into a recognizance to keep the peace and be of good behavior for a period of not more than 12 months. Now, what does that mean? Scroll down to subsection six. It's just a little bit further down called conditions in recognizance. So I'm using some legal jargon, recognizance. Basically, it's, it's, a, it's a peace bond. It's a restraining order because someone's afraid you're going to say something really mean. You haven't done it yet. But look at section six. Look at what the judge can do. A, wear an electronic monitoring device. B, return to and remain at their place of residence at specified times. That's called house arrest. C, abstain from the consumption of drugs or alcohol. D, provide for the purpose of analysis a sample of bodily substance. They can make you give blood or urine. E, that's more on blood or urine. F, abstain from communicating directly or indirectly with any person identified in the recognizance or refrain from going to any place specified in the recognizance, except in accordance with the condition seven, seize your lawful firearms. And by the way, if you don't agree with any of this, you go straight to prison. It's all there in Bill C-63. We've gone through the text. I don't want to get bogged down in there, but let me sum it up. You didn't have to do anything yet. It's that Tom Cruise movie, Minority Report, where those precogs, you know, that sci-fi movie, those three sort of mind future predictors. Yeah, the oracles. If they, pre if they predict, hey, he hasn't said anything mean yet, but just take a look at him. He watches Infowars. He watches Rebel News. Judge, I'm really afraid he's going to say something super mean. Ankle bracelet, house arrest, no alcohol, give up your firearms. You can't call this person. You can't go there. It's in black and white. A restraining order. I believe in restraining orders in the case of domestic violence or a stalker. Absolutely. I think we all do. If, if That's real harm. That's real violence. You got to stop it. You want to have the cops stop it. You want to have those dangerous offenders locked up. I think we all agree on that. But they are taking that legal mechanism, that police mechanism, that punishment that we normally use on sex offenders or domestic violence cases, and they're putting it on hate speech. If you maybe we'll just read that part one more time, because because I bet you if Scott Adams was watching, he'd be saying it can't be. It can't be. This is for speech. It's called fear of hate propaganda offense or hate crime. This is about words, Owen. This yeah. is not just words. It's about feelings. Hate is a feeling, Owen. If if someone is afraid you're going to say something that will cause someone else to have hard feelings, a likely to offense. It doesn't even have to happen. I'm afraid he's going to say something that might cause someone to have hard feelings. You can get them locked up. 
That is the coming law in Canada. Owen, you would understand this more than most. Well, let's be clear about something before we take this break. This is going to be applied one-sided. This is only going to be applied one way, and we all know which way that is. But, but I guess before we get into the next segment, I'll kind of let you chew on this and think about this during the break. Well, okay, so you ask, well, what do we do to stop this? Well, do we try to get ahead of it? Does, does Ezra Levant come out and all the people that lie about Ezra Levant and all the people that write negative stories about Ezra Levant and Rebel News and, and, and slander you and libel you, do you get ahead of it and you say, hey, these people are causing hate against me? Do you go to the court first and you say, all the people that have called you names, all the people that have lied about you and tried to destroy your character, do you get ahead of this and you say, hey, they're going to cause hatred to come to me? They're, the, they're putting out speech that's anti-me. Do you get ahead of this so that they can see how this could be applied both ways or to prove that it is only one direction? I'm going to let Ezra chew on that as we go to break. And we'll rejoin and revisit this issue on the other side. The InfoWars show, Alex Jones show with you. You really need to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get books, films, t-shirts, water filtration. What I really want you to get is the supplements because they're the best out there. And I know that if you will just take them, you will be hooked. So it's like I'm a drug dealer, but I'm not selling something that hurts you. I'm selling something that helps you. Our turmeric, back in stock, 40% off, body's ultimate turmeric formula, 95% humanoid. Nobody makes it that strong. It's amazing. Incredible stuff for inflammation, your immune system, every part of your body. Just get it and try it, especially if you've got aches and pains. But just so many other things, InfoWarsStore.com. Also, it's selling out. Next level foundational energy. That's the breakdown of... What makes Popeye so strong with the spinach, what's in the spinach, that's the folic acid, but a lot of people can't break it down or fully break it down. It's the breakdown of folic acid with a bunch of other compounds that just cleans out your cells, supercharges your body. It isn't a stimulant, but it has the stimulant effect, okay? So, so much so that instead of drinking a cup of coffee, say at six o'clock, if I've got to go work on a late night show till two in the morning, I won't drink an aromate because that has a letdown. I, I, I will take a next level foundational energy. And my doctor a couple of years ago said, hey, have a free thing of this, you know, methylfolate. And I, and I took it and got so much energy. That's why we went and developed one ourselves. So this is really amazing. Next level foundational energy. And then of course, nitric boost that cleans out your heart, your arteries, your veins, your brain. Got all the known compounds. Uh, Dr. Mikovitz, who you're obviously made films with, uh, you know, she's a scientist and said, that's one of the best formulas she's seen. She recommends nitric boost to counter all the stuff to the environment. That's all at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. You owe it to yourself to get these products. Again, InfoWarsStore.com. If by Rudyard Kipling, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream 
and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to, broken, and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but are none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Big Brother, mainstream media, government cover-ups. You want to stop tyranny? Well, so does he. Live from the Infowars.com studios, it's Alex Jones. And now, your host, Owen Troyer. Such important information here with Ezra Levant from Rebel News. And we can't just assume that this stuff is going to go away. And, and so we have to find out some way to stop this, this, this speech crime bill emotion crime bill from going into place and Ezra as I'm as I'm listening to you there's a lot of things that come to my mind because you hear the the terminology you read this bill and you just think well I mean it's almost comical I mean this is like kindergarten time this is like something that you put on the wall of a preschool that says you know keep your hands to yourself be nice to one another and it's like that's you know because you just want to teach kids just basic proper manners and conduct but this is like supposed to be real for adults i mean going through canadian parliament and justin trudeau but so that's what makes it so eerie and i started the show today because we've got our own eeriness here in america obviously where joe biden says we're ending the second amendment we're gonna finish the job we're gonna take your firearms i mean that sends chills up my spines and so you combine that with what you're experiencing in canada and it's just like whoa this is really where we're at right now. So let's get back to where I left you in the last segment. We obviously know the purpose of this is one way, right? This is this is left to right. That's that's the direction this goes. Right. So how do we stop it? Well, does Ezra Levant get ahead of this? Does Ezra Levant look at all the people that have lied about him, lied about his news organization? Does he pull the quotes? Does he name the individuals and say, hey, all these individuals are causing hate against me. All these individuals' speech, speech and emotions against me apply to this bill, I want them shut down. Is that how we get ahead of this? Is that how you expose it to stop it? What do you think, Ezra Levant? 
Well, I mean, let me give you an answer with an American analogy. So what they're doing to Trump, they're going after his business deals, they're trying to get him off the ballot. Um, those only work because I think the deciders or the prosecutors or the, the, the grand juries or whatever the terminology is, they are woke, they hate Trump, they are left wing, and they're brutal. They'll do literally anything to win. They're not governed by uh, rules of fair play. They're not certainly not governed by the American Constitution. So what they're doing to Trump, I suppose someone could say, well, could we do that to Biden too? Well, you could try. I mean, actually, there's a lot of fodder with uh, Biden's, quote, business deals with, with foreign energy entities and payments. But you're not going to find woke judges who would allow it. And you're not going to find conservative judges who would go there. So it's, it's actually a one-way fight. Let me give you a Canadian analogy. It's not even an analogy. Let me just tell you how it is in Canada. Justin Trudeau handpicks the members of the so-called Canadian Human Rights Tribunal. They're not appointed for life. They're appointed for a, a, a short period of time. And so they want to ingratiate themselves with Trudeau by giving him the answers he wants. They're activists, they're not real judges. So if I were to go before the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal and say, well, Justin Trudeau has fomented hatred against me, for example, uh, during the lockdowns, Trudeau really demonized unvaccinated people. He basically said they shouldn't have the same rights as other people. He set up a no-fly list. If you were not jabbed, you were not on, allowed on an airplane or a train in Canada, the second largest country in the world. Trudeau hates the unvaccinated. He hates Christians. He's very clear. But if you were to try and go to the Human Rights Tribunal and say he's discriminating against me because of hate speech, because of my religion, They'd laugh you out of there because they're all woke activists just like him. And by the way, Trudeau, you remember remember there was a while there where uh, the U.S. was thinking of having a internet safety commissioner, some very odd gal who who sort of blew herself up. Yeah, she she, made crazy she was videos. a strange creature. She was in and out real fast. We <laughs> let me just read to you from uh, from the summary of the law. This law quote establishes the Digital Safety Commission of Canada, creates the position of the Digital Safety Ombudsperson of Canada, and establishes the Digital Safety Office of Canada. Those are three different things. So you just had one goofy gal who was going to be the Commissioner for Internet Safety. Trudeau is setting up three new agencies, three new offices, each one of them with a staff, each one of them with a budget, each one of them with hunter-killer lawyers and bureaucrats, and he's only picking people who believe in his agenda. I want to read you just one more thing that, um, about the digital safety ombudsperson. This person will have access to um, – sorry, there's so many different um, – sorry, the Digital Safety Commission – can get access to inside information from any social media company, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, et cetera, as an advocate can poke around inside private information in those, in those companies and then can use that information as advocacy against hate. So this is basically a way of getting into Elon Musk's private stuff and using it to re-weaponize Twitter against Trudeau's enemies. I just want to throw one more thing at you because we're talking about big tech companies. Uh, there's this crazy line, and if you've got if you've got the law open on your screen, just do a find and search for the word 8%. Uh, 
Uh, oh, one thing I didn't mention to you. Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. There's so many things I want to tell you. Oh, and let me just close on this. If if there is some, quote, hateful comment online, Trudeau says the companies have to take it down within 24 hours. Now, how do you do that? Let's say a complaint is filed at midnight on Friday night. By the time anyone sort of looks at it, it's Saturday morning. If you get both sides of the story and try and have like a proper adjudication, you can't do that in, in 24 hours. But if these companies do not comply and do not bend the knee to, to Trudeau's laws, look at that part that your producer found. They found it really quickly. Companies like Facebook, I'm just going to read it. Every operator that commits an offense is liable on conviction, on indictment, to a fine of not more than 8% of the operator's gross global revenue or $25 million, whichever is greater. So if Facebook, I know this sounds insane, if Facebook doesn't obey, I think Facebook's revenues last year were about $130 million, billion, just rough numbers. Trudeau says, I'm going to fine you 8% of your global revenues. I'm going to fine you $10 billion. <laughs> $10 billion. I, it's, it's like uh, Dr. Evil. I'm going to fine you $10 billion for not engaging in censorship. So what's Facebook going to do? They're going to take everything down. Now, this law may be illegal under the Canada-US Free Trade Agreement. This law may be illegal in a number of ways, but Trudeau's proposing it. You can see it for your, with your own eyes. Trudeau is saying to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, although he doesn't seem to mind TikTok, Trudeau is saying, if you don't impose censorship the way I want you to, if you don't give me access to your records the way I want you to, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to fine you 8%, not just of your Canadian revenue, but of your American revenue, your European revenue, your Australian revenue. I'm taking $10 billion as a punishment. It wouldn't surprise me, by the way, if some of these companies actually leave Canada, which I think Trudeau wouldn't mind. I don't know if you know this, Owen, but Trudeau said to Facebook, you've got to give money to every news agency that you link to in Canada. And they're all left wing. And Facebook says, we, you know, that's not how the Internet works. People like when we link to them because we give them traffic. We don't pay for links. That's not how the Internet works. Trudeau said you have to. You're going to have to pay $100 million a year to all these media companies. And you know what Facebook did? Facebook turned off the news in Canada. You cannot post an, a link on Facebook to a news source in Canada. It's like the Great Firewall of China. Well, that, that's it's crazy that they would that the news organizations wouldn't push back against that because that's harmful to them as well. But we're, well, they we're, wanted we're, the money. We're, we're up against Google the, agreed to pay it. Google oh actually gosh. agreed to pay a hundred million bucks a year. This is but crazy. Facebook said we're out of here. All right, we're we're up but, against a break. Hold, hold that thought. We're up against a break. I'm not surprised yeah. Trudeau wouldn't go against TikTok. It's owned by the Chinese, which he seems to love. But you know, I, I want to get into something else in the next segment. You know, Trudeau puts on this this fairy act. He dances around like a Nancy. Uh, folks, Justin Trudeau is a hardcore bigot and dictator. Do not be fooled by this by this Nancy boy prancing around. Working at InfoWars is a very demanding job, and hosting a three-hour talk show is very demanding as well. And I've got two sources for energy and focus, both available at InfoWarsStore.com. In fact, I never go on air without them at my desk. Turbo Force Plus, 10 hours of clean energy in one scoop 
of Turbo Force Plus from InfoWarsStore.com. So I take it maybe 30 minutes, an hour before the show. I've got plenty of energy to get ready, go through all the news, work with the crew to have all the elements ready to go. Turbo Force Plus, InfoWarsStore.com. And then I've got extra energy even beyond that. If I want to do interviews late into the night or help edit videos, come up with names and titles for the segments, I always go to Turbo Force Plus. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, get yourself some Turbo Force Plus, take advantage of this sale while supplies last. Just one more thing. Never do I go on air without my Brain Force Plus as well for mental clarity, mental focus, mental energy, also available at InfoWarsStore.com. If you've got a big presentation at work, a big exam coming up, go to InfoWarsStore.com, get yourself some TurboForce Plus and some BrainForce Plus, and you'll support the InfoWar in the process. TurboForce Plus, BrainForce Plus, InfoWarsStore.com. In the year 2024, the once great city of New York has become the most corrupt, liberal-infested hellhole in the entire country. Radical Democrat policies have created the most deteriorated and lawless zone in the nation. Riots, violent crime, drug proliferation, and a surge of illegal migrants flood the city streets. This issue will destroy New York City. Meanwhile, George Soros-backed prosecutors wage a war on law and order. Today, justice has been served. These are felony crimes in New York State, no matter who you are. Reshaping the city into a stronghold of communist control. She's prepared to seize Donald Trump's assets, including his buildings, if he doesn't pay the money. The rules are simple. Join the deep state or face extinction. You are now entering the debarkation area. No talking, no smoking. Follow the orange line to the processing area. The next scheduled departure to the prison is in two hours. You now have the option to terminate and be cremated on the premises. If you elect this option, notify the duty sergeant in your processing area. lie to you about what's happening now. InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. America has been captured. We have an occupied government. Any loyal American who does not want to be a complete slave of a biomedical extermination operation needs to get informed quick, get right with God, and then start telling everybody you know about it and not complying with the system. The system is here to destroy us. Complying with it will get you killed. Period. The year is 2030. The World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray of hope for humanity. It's bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the InfoWar. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones.
is such important information being covered by Ezra Levant here from Rebel News on the Alex Jones Show. And I hope that you take these clips. I hope that you take this segment and spread it far and wide. We need to be locking arms with our neighbors to the north to fight for freedom in the west. Now, it's it, it's funny because I'm going to I'm going to ask Ezra a question. I already know the answer, but the implications are uh, rather serious yet comical. But you brought something up in the first segment when we were talking, Ezra. You were talking about how this bill, the the idea or the notion that somehow this is going to aim to eradicate hate and that that is obviously impossible. Well, there there was a film that came out called Equilibrium. And in that film, they did discover a way, in, in their view, to eradicate hate. And that was, of course, via chemical castration, where you had to take injections. The government mandates you take injections. It was like five times a day or whatever. And that was how they, quote, unquote, eradicated hate. Now, that seems like a science fiction dystopian film. But yet here we are. They just forced people to take the COVID-19 vaccines, an experimental vaccine, now they're writing bills to eradicate hate. Well, you combine the two, what do you get? You get the science fiction dystopian film Equilibrium. Now, I said that Justin Trudeau's act like he's some sort of a Nancy Ferry boy is just that, and he's really a hardcore bigot and tyrant. Ezra Levant, did I just commit a crime according to this new proposed legislation in Canada? You did, and there, because there was a, a slight sexual innuendo to it, and there's three different ways you would be hit with a hate uh, speech offense. Um, well, usually because, when Trudeau talks about three ways, it's something else, but that's another story. <laughs> I mean, uh, criticizing sexual orientation is against the law. Criticizing gender identity and criticizing gender expression. All three of those are prohibited grounds in the law. So I was giving the example earlier of Jordan Peterson because he, he takes on the transgender issue. Um, but let even a news report, because remember, it doesn't have to be false to be hateful. In fact, sometimes the truth is odious. Sometimes people don't want to know the truth because it causes them hard feelings. So in Canada and the United States and other Western countries, there is a phenomenon right now, of course, of transgender male to female transgender athletes who play against girls. And in Canada, there's a case of, of such an athlete playing against teen, like uh, young girls, like 13 year old girls, 50 year old guy, who's a transgender athlete, who not just competes against women, competes against young girls. And if you talk about this in a way that even if it's completely true what you say, if it could likely to, um, likely to expose a person to hatred, that's against the law. So if what you did there, Owen, is likely to expose Justin Trudeau to hatred based on sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression, you've just committed uh, an offense in Canada. Now, who's going to prosecute that? Well, that's the thing. You don't need a prosecutor anymore. Any person can file a complaint against you. Now, you're likely beyond the reach of Canadian law, but theoretically... Your website could be banned. I don't know if your producers have. I guess I, I should never go to Canada then. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's 
it's getting more dangerous for freedom up here. I don't know if your team has it, but I sent a clip, I think we sent a clip over of the former minister who actually put the bones of this law together. His name's Stephen Gilbo. And, and if you guys don't have it handy, don't worry about it. But he was asked, so that's the new justice minister on screen who, who implemented it. Um, but, but we have it, I don't know if you guys have it, but um, the old uh, heritage minister who drafted the law said that they reserved for themselves the nuclear option. What does that mean? He was talking about making it impossible to access a website anywhere in the country. If you guys don't have that clip, don't worry about it. It's just what I said. So he was asked, well, what happens if a website is not compliant? What happens if someone just doesn't stop saying these bad words? And he answered plainly. He said he called it the nuclear option, and he said they'll just block an entire website like China does in the Great Firewall of China. When I was in China some years ago, I would type in different websites to see if I could get access to them and to see what was blocked or not by the Great Firewall of China. Canada would copy that by literally blocking, I would imagine, Infowars.com. It wouldn't surprise me if that happens within the next couple of years. And um, we're going down that road. Facebook has already been half banned in Canada. Facebook cannot publish Canadian news unless it forks over $100 million. So they're out of here. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this bill passes and if Trudeau maintains in power, if five years from now there are only two kinds of journalism left in Canada government journalism and banned journalism. They've tried to ban Rebel News several times before. We've had to go to federal court in an emergency uh, applications to overcome Trudeau's censorship. But we've never had to fight three new agencies, lifetime bans, house arrest, the ability for a, a social media company to knock us off in a 24-hour panic decision or face billions in fines. I mean, we're talking about bodily autonomy here. They want to be able to just come in and take your blood. You, say, you said something we don't like. Yeah. Your blood is ours. That's serious. That's literally, I'm glad we looked at that because you would think, what on earth does a blood sample and a urine sample have to do with a restraining order against hate speech? It's got nothing to do with it. It's just because they can. And, and by the way, they do that to me. I, have to, I, I get subjected to annual drug tests. No, no drug offenses. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, Justin Trudeau, he's, he's a strange character. But one of the things you can tell is what he cares about. Because he has, in the last two years, he has pushed through three different laws about censoring the internet. He doesn't have three laws about dealing with inflation or three laws dealing with crime or three laws dealing with the carbon tax or three laws dealing with foreign affairs. No, the thing he is obsessed with, the thing that he's throwing all his energy behind is internet censorship. Here's a detail for you that you might find weird. Uh, you call it, uh, you know, your attorney general, we call it the, the minister of justice, same thing. But he just had his title, his official title was changed. His, the title of our attorney general is now Minister of Justice, Attorney General, and Minister of State for Online Harms. That's what this new censorship bill is called, online harms. What does that mean, Owen? There are hundreds of laws in Canada that the justice minister is in charge of, hundreds. The criminal code itself, which in Canada is federal, has hundreds of sections. There are literally thousands of things the justice minister is in charge of. But he has his new title, Justice Minister and Minister for Online Harms. Censorship is now 
in his official job description, Owen. It is the most important thing to Justin Trudeau. More bills than anything else, more punishment. There's no life in jail in Canada for anything. Now there is for hate speech, and it is now the official name of the justice minister. Tell me he's not serious, Owen. I know that he is. Well, think about it. It all goes back to what you said in the opening statement. Darvo. They they yeah. they invert everything. Everything is inversion, and then they claim that you're guilty of exactly what they're doing. If, if any if any harm is ever done online, it's the lies that get told about conservatives. It's the lies that get told about patriots. I mean, I can go on and on down this list. Everybody understands exactly what I'm talking about. So what do they do? They invert that, and they say, oh, we're the ones being harmed. I mean, they do the same thing. Donald Trump committed fraud when he said Mar-a-Lago was worth $100 million, and then they commit fraud and say it's worth 18. They just came out in New York and said, these beef companies are committing fraud, talking about carbon emissions. They're the ones committing fraud, lying about climate change and carbon emissions. So, so it's always inversion. It's always whatever they're doing, they accuse you of doing. This is just incredible information, folks. Again, I, I encourage you to take these clips, take these segments, and, sh and, and spread them far and wide. And Ezra, for the last 60 seconds here, a closing, closing statement. Well, look, um, Rebel News, we're hardwired to be free speech activists because we're conservatives in a left-wing country. Uh, we've set up a petition at stopthecensorship.ca. CA is the Canadian internet uh, suffix. We've already got over 60,000 names there. I want to demonstrate to Canadians that censorship is not actually our way. And when this, law when this bill becomes a law, and I'm afraid it will, we're going to fight it in court, as we do so often. Owen, I feel like I've got to be, like I, a lot of people leave Canada because it's economically becoming a basket case because of the lockdowns during the pandemic and because of the lack of freedom. I feel like we have a duty to be like the captain on the ship. We've got to be here till the last minute. I swear to you and, and your viewers on the altar of God that I will fight for freedom of speech with every ounce of my energy. This is the final battle for us. This is the only battle that counts. Someone's gotta do it. It looks like Ezra Levant is the man taking the stand. Ezra, thank you so much. People ask me all the time, why do your supplements work so well? Because we go out and find out what's already the best sellers nationwide and worldwide. Then we go to the top companies that produce them and we private label already existing best-selling products. And in most cases, we ask them to make it even stronger, even better, because we want it to work for you. We want you to love it. We want you to come back and get more of it. We treat you like we want to be treated. Plus, that's just good business. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you, we have the strongest turmeric formula out there, bar none. We went to multiple top suppliers in the country about five years ago now and said what is the strongest curcuminoid or concentrate of turmeric you put out they said it's 75 85 percent but most people only go with five percent that's raw turmeric we said what's the strongest you can do 95 percent we have the strongest turmeric on the market at 95 percent with a bunch of other natural ingredients that supercharge it for your inflammation for your joints, for your bones, for your brain, for your heart, for your kidneys, for your liver, for all your organs, for everything. This is such an incredible product. It's Body's ultimate turmeric formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. That's the concentrate of turmeric. Ladies and gentlemen, Body's is an incredible product. And when you get it, it funds the Info War, which is a 360 win. 
Why are some of you shopping with the big box stores and the establishment, who have some great supplements, by the way, and some crap ones? Why aren't you shopping with the good guys at InfoWarsStore.com? I want to thank all of you that do shop at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to encourage all the other great listeners and viewers, people watching us on X and you name it, to please go to InfoWarsStore.com and check out these amazing products like Bodies, Ultimate Turmeric Formula, and I know you're going to love it and become a repeat customer that allows us to stay on the air and expand in the face of the tyrants. So get your Bodies, Ultimate Turmeric Formula now with 95% humanoid at InfoWarsStore.com.